first of all, your lap is very warm. Um, too warm. <laughs> a little, a little too warm. Ho, 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 and welcome to another episode of Battery Mates. It is the Christmas holiday special. I'm Matthew McGregor in Northern England, and joining me from Chicago, Illinois... It's T- Toby Falsgraf. Hello. I'm here. Falsgraf. Merry, Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> I forgot, I'd forgotten your name. It's been so long since we've spoken. You know, I had to look yours up. Um, I had to look the spelling up, because I knew it was a... I knew there was an M... <laughs> Um, but that was as far as I got. <laughs> um, um, we, are go- we are going to talk about baseball again for the first time in a while. I think we last spoke during the World Series, which we'll we'll touch on for around four or five seconds before moving <laughs> swiftly on. Uh, we've got a bit of catching up to do. And then we're going to go um, around the horn, focusing really on on the catastrophic labor situation. Yeah. Um, which is going to be the focus, I think, of everyone's attention for the next few months, possibly years. And then we're going to talk about what we want Father Christmas to bring us, or Santa Claus in your language, um, <laughs> for, our, for our teams uh, before we wrap up. I've got some wrapping to do. Um, we are recording this on the 22nd of December, and I have not started any of my wrapping yet. So we're going to whip through, and I'm going to get on with shagging my balls and and we're not gonna do, i'm not gonna turn that into some sort of like uh you know hip-hop rap joke um just for those of you who are expecting that i'm not gonna do that because i zig when other people zag um and I, you know i think we're gonna we have this is our christmas episode so i want to give the battery mates nation the the gift they all deserve um which is another free episode of battery mates and nothing else <laughs> Who's our guest for this uh, this episode, Matthew? Um, we actually have Father Christmas joining us later on in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll have to stick around for that. Um, it's a, it'll be a really special time. Um, so wait, before we get into the round the horn, uh, what are you do? How are you spending your your Christmas? What's uh, are you in lockdown mode? What's uh, you got? Your, you got any rapid tests you can spare? Um, we have a functioning and highly efficient rapid test distribution system in the UK where huh. I can uh, order a box of rapid tests uh, on my phone. Um, takes two minutes. I did it yesterday while I was in the grocery line at the supermarket. And this morning, a box of seven tests arrived in the mail. And I'm using those to make sure I'm not going to infect and kill anybody during the Christmas period, <laughs> or at least have a have a seventy percent chance of knowing whether I am going to do that or not. You have so uh, many, you come... could use the Q-tips in other ways. You could use them for like your. <laughs> your... <laughs> I, I I could, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Clean um, jewelry. <laughs> you could, you know. <laughs> Considered that. Considered that. Um, usually, usually Christmas is a really big soccer time. So we have um, usually as a game a week, but over Christmas uh, in a two week period, they have four games, um, including on Boxing Day, which is a major bank holiday in the UK. I prefer Boxing Day to Christmas Day. A lot of English people do because 
it's kind of like a nice day off, but without the stress and hassle of cooking a gigantic meal. Um, <laughs> but but so many soccer players are getting COVID that they've had to cancel games. Oh boy! So Norwich didn't play at the weekend. I don't know if they're going to play on Boxing Day. A lot of people are saying they should just scrap the the Premier League for two weeks and kind of have a fire break, as they call it. But um, the people in charge of soccer are very, very focused on uh, shoveling gigantic sacks of cash into their own bank accounts <laughs> and have not have not yet decided to uh, stop doing that for long enough that people can stop getting COVID for a little while. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I think I think there's just going to be a lot of movie watching. How about you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's shaping up that way. Um, we are not as rapid test rich uh, here in America. Um, I, I will say we are doing okay. I think we have two, four left. Four left, yeah. Four tests left. So we're really saving them for when we need them. But uh, I think we're not... I think most of the planning, most of the plans we had made are, are getting pulled down because... Yeah, it's just it's 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 bad out there. It's bad out there, and um, you know we want to keep everybody safe and healthy. But uh, you know, here in America, the football is different, and we we had a similar situation. There's a similar situation going on in the NBA, NHL, and the NFL. Um, like I believe half of the NBA right now are like replacement level players because there are so many people in COVID protocol. And then uh, the Cleveland football team, the Browns, just had to play like a very important game without their quarterback, their backup quarterback, their head coach, several other offensive stars. Like a bunch of people were in COVID protocol, safety protocols, and um, they uh, they yeah they lost. So I mean <clears throat> they're not a very good, they're not a very good team. That's the, the end of it. So. Uh, but they're <laughs> instead of pausing the season, we may be going playing on Christmas Day um, against the Packers, uh, uh, a game that will decide the it could decide the rest of the season again without any of our like, you know, most important players. I don't know. I don't know football enough to to speak, you know, educatedly about this. But uh, <laughs> what's one one, um, one tip? One tip on the on the test situation. Um. If you only use the test when you've actually got COVID, that will really cut down on the number of tests you're doing. So wait until you've actually got it before you use one of those four. I like to only use them like in the shower. Um, <laughs> I, I'm told, you know, I don't know this. I have not read this. Um, I have no information, but I'm just, it just seems right. Uh, so I, I like to, I like to, I, I like to, you know, get it all steamed up and then. Anyway, um, what what's a what's a, <laughs> anything else you want to make sure Battery Mates Nation knows about the last month or two of, of your life? Uh, is this your way of um, getting into an apology for not having recorded an episode for the last? No, no, ten, no, no. Ten weeks, eight weeks. I don't know how long it is. I've started a new job, uh, so it has been a crazy busy time. Um. And Lily started school, so it's it's just been really really hectic, but like hectic in a way that there's no like fun or interesting stories to point to and explain why I've been busy. It's just been like one thing after another. Um, I'm hoping it's going to come down a bit in January, um, but given we are now uh, 463 days from pitches and catches 
reporting. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure there's going to be there's not going to be that much baseball to enjoy. Um, on the other side, I'm, I'm get, I am getting to that point in the off season now, though, where I am probably going to set out a schedule of rewatching the 2019 postseason uh, games back to back. That's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could rewatch postseason games. That seems fun. That seems like a fun cathartic activity um not to be had by uh cleveland fans uh, unfortunately um well I, I i do have some news that we are late to deliver for battery mates nation which is who won our preseason prediction contest i think this is like i, I know we, we received probably 25 emails a day about this like hey guys when are you going to announce the winner um and uh so i know thanks for bearing with us um We've and thank you to um, Antonio who's been patiently responding um, individually to each one of those. Um, Antonio's our, our our new lawyer in house uh, counsel. Um, but it, the pre the preseason prediction contest winner um, it actually was a tie, and it was a tie literally five points. This was the highest score we got this year. That's how bad the predictions were. Um, people weren't that far off on their actual like teams necessarily, but nobody got the World Series uh, teams right. Very few people. What is, what is the what is the maximum that people can get? You know, I uh, that's a great question, Matthew. Um, I I I'm going to say infinity. I don't know um, off the top of my head. Uh, in fact, I had this pulled up on my other. Isn't it, isn't it like four? Isn't it like fourteen or something? No, it's you can get. Um, f- uh, hold on, I have it. Pops possible points thirty one. 31 total possible points. Uh, so you get five and, points for getting the exact uh, win prediction for your team. You get five points. Uh, you get you get the, the the difference between your prediction number of wins uh, is subtracted from your total score. That's why people have low scores. Um, whether your team makes the playoffs is five points. AL pennant winner is five points. NL pennant winner is five points. World Series winner is five points. If you say shag those balls at the end of your prediction, that's worth a point. Nobody did that this year. Um, and then getting both World Series participants right is a bonus of five points. Nobody got that this year. Um, so this year, I think the total, yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm really proud to announce that I had five points this year in that I picked the Braves <laughs> to win the World Series, and that's all it took. I was really way off on the rest of everything else. But I, I looked it up, actually. Antonio looked it up, and our, our we cannot win our own preseason prediction contest. Uh, and so I am disqualified. So the, I tied with um, – I'm going to try to get this pronunciation right. It's got to be Roos. Roos morales Riquetto. Is that right? Oh, no, that's a, that's a typo. It's Ross. Ross morales Riquetto, uh is now officially the first ever two-time winner of Battery Mates preseason prediction contest. So a round of applause for Ross. Um, your prize, I'd like to say it's in the mail, um, yeah. but I believe it's it's on the uh, Ever Given. It's on the Ever Given stuck in the in some sort of canal. Didn't we we, we got him a we got him a prize for winning the first one, right? He it did. A, it's we only owe sign. we owe Alex a prize. Um, we owe Yeah. Let's see here. We owe Alex a prize. And we Scott owe, Mulhauser got a prize. We owe two Alexes a prize. <laughs> we owe the MP, Alex Norris, and yeah, Alex, Norris, Alex yeah. Wall a prize. But I think, if I remember correctly, Ross Morales-Ricchetto for winning last time 
got a signed baseball yes he did in a in a case mm-hmm. okay so the baseball was his prize last time and the case was the prize for this time <laughs> we just we just advanced him on the uh, on the, on the prize <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think, and and I think, yeah, I'm looking. Antonio is shaking his head. Yes, that seems right. Um, so, congrats, Ross. The, the thing is, though, winning when the when the maximum points available is 31, winning winning with five points <laughs> is kind of like, you know, you have one, but there's kind of an asterisk there. It's kind of like you were, you knew what pitches were coming, or you'd you'd kind of heard <laughs> a pitch can being banged, or. You know, it's a win, but it's not a real win. It's almost like a 60-game season and an expanded playoff (laughs) situation. Um, Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, Yeah, so anyway, congratulations to Ross. And, um, you know, next year, uh, you know, he'll be going for his third ever championship. But we'll see. Should we we go around the horn? Talk about baseball? Let's talk talk about baseball. Well, let's cover the World Series first. Because I... I, (laughs) So I was, uh, the other day, I literally, somebody asked me, um, who even played in the World Series? And I couldn't remember. For a minute, like for a good solid like 30 seconds, I was like, wait a second, I know this. I, but I, I had to go back and remember who we, re- who we recorded with. Because I, I knew the Astros were in it. I got there first. But I was like, who the? And they didn't win. I know they didn't win. What, what? The Braves. The Braves won. Yeah, it took me a good solid. And this might be me. Um, kind of, you know, getting up there in age. Um, but I also think it's like maybe people weren't really that excited about this World Series. Is that possible? I think it is possible. I don't think the Braves have got a ton of love around the league um, and uh, around the country. And obviously, no one likes Houston. So I just think it was – it did – I don't know. I was feeling a little bit sore from the Nationals sucking so bad and then breaking the team down. I'm not sure if it was just me, but it didn't really feel like it had a ton of excitement around the around the game. Yeah, and I don't remember any. I don't. Now, granted, this is going to be somebody's going to come back to me like, "What about that? You know, inside the park home run that you know Marcel Ozuna? I don't know. Um, I'm just naming random baseball action versus uh, random." player on the on the Braves. I don't remember anything about the World Series. I very very little memory of the games. I think I watched a few of them. Um anyway, I but the Braves won. They are the, the current uh champions on paper. Probably in and they're going to receive a trophy if they haven't already. Um they'll get to meet uh, Joe Biden, right? Joe Brandon, lol. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Pwned. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, thought they went to the White House. I saw the announcement. Have they not been yet? Oh, maybe they have. <laughs> this is the kind of thing we would know. Um, no, have they? I'll, I don't know. I'll, 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 hang on, I'll text Rob. <laughs> Breaking news. Um, yeah, no. Eventually, if they're not happening already, they'll go to the, the the White House. Eddie Rosario will get a chance to go to the White House. Uh, Freddie Freeman. Everybody likes Freddie Freeman. He's good, right? Um, he's likable. Mm. So, but in your mind, are the Nats still the rightful champs? Because nobody, nobody really watched this World Series. The last one was a shortened <laughs> season. Like, you got to go back to 2019 to get to a, a championship everybody remembers. Yeah, I mean, the Braves are the Bra- I think the Braves are the 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 legitimate world champions. But 
no one loves them. <laughs> no one loves them in the way that, that the Nationals were lovable. So I just, I, you know, I don't think they'll ever be a lovable team while they have a, a super racist chart. But that's a we've had, we've had that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, no breaking news on that front. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess um, they head into the 2022 series season if it happens um, as the champions. So, just a quick update on the um, on the the inquiry that we've put into the White House. Uh, the message currently does not have two blue ticks. <laughs> so we are we are still awaiting confirmation that that. The message has been received. I will update you. I'll update you as I go. I was about to say that was the fastest ever reply from uh, from from uh, you know our our, our sources. Um, new, new, up, new update. The the ticks are still not blue. <laughs> more, more as I have it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into the the subject that everybody's everybody it's not everybody's mind um which is the lockout on december 1st the the owners locked out the players and i think the you know for the casual baseball fan um or the casual sports fan or the casual american um i guess i think it's a fair question to say what's going on why is this happening um and there's a really i i think there's a there's a really annoying thing i've seen in a few places uh and in some of the coverage or the way some people just like have processed it as like some sort of like strike or work stoppage. Um, and it is not, it is a lockout. It is the owners locking out the players. In fact, um, one of my, one of the things we're going to look back on as the most ridiculous part of this potentially is uh, when it all went down the day of baseball, all the baseball teams in the major league baseball scrapped their websites uh, of, or you know, it literally took down all the pictures of current players um, replaced them with like an avatar of a baseball player and uh, and all the new news coverage on MLB.com and on individual web teams websites are all like on like old time players and you know like really really bizarre like legacy stuff um, that I, I'm the not... whole thing the whole thing feels real mean girls yeah it feels very like yeah you can't sit at our lunch table and it, it, it is very and the thing is i thought when i first saw it i was like oh it must be part of like the old cbas like when this one expires if you don't have like a renewal you like can't use our names right. it's not it's not it's they did they chose to do that the major league baseball chose to do this as like some sort of like as if the players and then in in you know in doing so gave the players probably a pretty you know for a moment had a pretty good like unifying rallying uh you know meme of a lot of players change their own profile picture to that like avatar <laughs> that, was really was, funny. that was good internet that, yeah that was good internet yeah. that day um it is it is a, a a really weird like how hard the mlb have been about this whole thing um they have a q a on the mlb.com website the faq the first question is, why did MLB lock out the players? Answer, simply put, we believe that an off-season lockout is the best mechanism to protect the 2022 championship season. What? <laughs> <laughs> the best way to play baseball in 2022 is to prevent the players and owners and, and, and owners from talking to each other. <laughs> we hope that the lockout will jumpstart the negotiations and get us to an agreement that will allow the season to start on time. 
this 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 defensive lockout was necessary because the players association's vision for major league baseball would threaten the ability of most teams to be competitive oh boy it's like what oh it's just they're all over the shop well so what are they squabbling over is the is the real question here and uh what major league baseball is uh alluding to is the players want some up some you know some changes made to the big things are arbitration eligibility and the reserve clause so the time it takes to get to arbitration um and the time it takes to get to free agency they want to make some um changes to that partly because i think it's it's fair to say that the the average salary i I just read i read this today um and i'm not gonna be able to tell you where but it it was uh the 2021 major league baseball salaries um uh, cumulative salaries uh, were their lowest since 2015. So they're not going up as everybody kind of assumes they are. They actually have been going, like kind of staggered going down. Now they're not going down to like 1980s levels. They're going to ni- 2015 levels, but that's going backwards six years. And the players, I, I assume don't like that, especially the, the younger players are who aren't superstars are really not getting um, uh, fair compensation for what they're worth. Um, and, you know, and as we've seen with people like Chris Bryant and whatnot, the owners are like, you know, getting, let's say, creative about how to prevent players from getting to free agency, like, you know, you know, tinkering with their service time. So that's interesting. There's some interesting proposals on the table. Like um, the one I saw was something like after five and a half years of service time, if you're if you're age if you're age 30 or older, you're a free agent at the end of the season. Um, which is, you know, seems fair. Like, you know, anyway, I'm on the player's side on this, so I'm going to be a little biased. But owners <laughs> obviously don't like that. They don't want they they want to have as much control over service time as possible. Um, in fact, I, my favorite thing is they they keep saying like the players agreed to this in 1976, and now they want to renegotiate. That seems ridiculous. And it's like, hi, that was 45 years ago. Things have changed. <laughs> like, the, I'm reading this on a phone. <laughs> What? <laughs> what that was you... that was so long ago. I wasn't alive. <laughs> That's a long time. I'm not young. I mean, a lot of this a lot of this boils down to, you know, two two questions as ever in these kind of negotiations. Number one, um, how much of the pie yeah. should the players get? The players' labor is what creates the value. The owners' investment is what creates the ability to run the teams. How much of the pie should they uh, each get? And then once you've decided how to split it, how are you how are you divvying it up in a in a fair way? So if one of the things I think is really interesting is that that the players union are pushing for uh, a, 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 like a minimum spend from teams, uh, and this is one of the things that the, the 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 owners are really aghast at. Basically, trying to force the teams to not tank, so they have to spend a, a minimum. I think it's a hundred and Ten million dollars is what's being suggested. Uh, a minimum spend on salaries. The the, the luxury cap is two ninety. I don't know these numbers. No, but it's like two twenty five. Yeah, two twenty five. Okay, so th- there would there would also be a floor as well as a ceiling, and that's what the owners are saying makes the whole thing unviable. That they'd actually have to spend the money that they get from the TV uh, deals in order to put a competitive product on the field. It's interesting because they, the owners, were the ones, and I, I granted, I'm not, <laughs> not the most well-read on these negotiations, but um, 
uh, we our, our labor reporter, um, uh, whoever our labor reporter is going to be this this off season, we gotta we gotta hire that person. We should probably get on that. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess I need to zip recruiter. Um, <laughs> not our sponsor this week, but um, <laughs> no. Uh, the the I think the owners actually pitched something earlier on that was like, hey, what about a salary floor? So they, they liked that idea, but they were also like, we're going to bring the salary cap all the way down too. And so it was like, no, 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 no. That's the, you can't like, that's not what, yeah. It, so the, the, you're right. The players actually, one of the big things they want is to, to end tanking, to end this like move incentive to, for team. Because if teams right now, if you're not in it, you, you want, it, you're incentivized to tank. You're incentivized to get higher draft picks because it's just reverse ranked on, on, on record, season record. Um, it's uh, and you know actually, if you only spend forty five million dollars on your team and you know you're making a hundred million dollars in revenue before the season even starts, like that's profit. <laughs> so team owners like uh, being able to tank. Um, so it I, it'll be interesting to see if they can build some of that in. I like the idea of a salary floor um, as long as it doesn't hurt like players like the overall players' um, ability to to make money. And also the league minimum salary is something I think that both sides, I think, could, could – that, that's an area where I think both sides could come to some sort of agreement, like just raise that a bunch. Um, and, like, that kind of might solve some of the, the problem of, like, the, some of these younger players just not making uh, much money at all. I've, I've said this before. I know this is not going to get anywhere. The union are not pushing for it and MLB are not pushing for it. But to me, you have to let the market decide some of these things by forcing the the teams to have to compete if you, the the reason for tanking and you know bringing in young players is because the teams don't have to compete if you introduced relegation into AAA hey then teams would be scared of something they would be scared of some consequences and they would spend in order to avoid that I, far be it for me with my British accent to tell an American <laughs> that the free market uh, needs needs to be introduced into into the, the world of U.S. sports, but I think promotion and relegation would um, force some of those teams. Like, how would the Orioles like to spend a few a few years in AAA? They're quite happy having a, a, a salary, uh, their, their roster salary in the absolute toilet and come in last every single year in in the AL East. How about they just go and spend a few years in the AAA while they, they sort themselves out? How would they like that? How do you like them, Orioles? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 actually, that's um, relegation, you might not be surprised to know, has not been discussed. But uh, there, there are, they have been discussed uh, incentives for teams finishing over 500. So, like, if you finish over 500, you get, like, a larger percentage of the like revenue sharing or something like that, which is interesting. And I don't really understand the revenue sharing science, <laughs> the math there, but it does seem like it would flip on its head, like the kind of the motivation for a lot of these teams, because that money is just free money that comes in. Like everybody gets an equal, um, an equal chunk. And if you can make it, so larger percentage goes to the winning teams. That'd be good. Anyway, uh, some other things on the on the on the docket here. You know, potentially restructuring the draft again to remove the incentive for tanking. Um, and the big thing I think is, and maybe we'll get to this when we're talking about 
uh, rule changes. Um, the expanded postseason. Major League Baseball wants to expand it to 14 teams like they did in the COVID year. <laughs> the COVID year. <laughs> I just realized how ridiculous that is. Uh, the shortened season uh, due to COVID. Um, and then the union is off- had offered 12. So it looks like no matter what, we're going up uh, from 10. So I'm okay. I-, I would be I would be comfortable with 12. 14 seems like what? Just invite everybody in. Just like all 30 teams in, round robin, you know? My position on this is long-standing i was gonna say well known it's obviously not well known um justin Boreski and peter bondy know what my position is because they've they're the ones who listen to this podcast but my view is the more you expand the postseason the shorter the season should be like the more teams that are in the postseason the more substantial postseason should be to make it a real competition yeah not not a crapshoot and the season should drop down to you know 130 140 games to make space for more substantial series. Yeah. I don't want any of these one game playoff nonsense. No, uh-uh. yeah. Um, uh-uh. how <laughs> for, for the viewers, listeners at home, uh, Matthew is shaking his finger like a Dikembe <laughs> Matumbo. Um, how, how long will this last Matthew? I mean, you have your finger on the pulse of the discussions, negotiations. How long is this going to have last? This has all the feelings of both sides, not being interested in negotiating until, the last minute i read today that the the two sides haven't met since the lockdown started they haven't had a negotiation they are not negotiating they have not had high level proper meaningful talks since the lockout started they are going to be waiting until after christmas in the run into pitches and catches supposed to be reporting spring training this is going right to the wire both sides think that they have right on their side or substantial financial interests, and they think the other side is going to blink. They both think the other side is going to blink. Yeah, and I, re- I really don't think this is going to get itself nicely and tidily worked out. That both sides think that they're in the right, and the other side will blink. It's a recipe for cancelled games. I think I, that's my that's why when I worry about this, that's where I I go to. Um, it it is true they're not negotiating over big items right now, but I, I guess they've met. You know, to cover the small stuff, like, um, you know, what color will the patches be uh, for the, the All-Star game this year? Things like that, I'm, I'm assuming that's what they're covering now. Which, you know, anybody will tell you, any good designer will tell you, not small stuff. Not small stuff. Um, that's, that's really big, big shit. Um, but so, the, the one, my one area of hope, and I think I got this from Craig Calcaterra. I don't, I, you know what, don't hold me to it. He's great. I read him all the time. Um, you should sign up for his uh, daily newsletter cup of coffee anyway i um he he i believe it was him uh pointed out that we the the only thing that gives the players somewhat of a time advantage is that spring training has turned into a kind of a big profit center for teams and it players don't make any money there's no training like it's not it's not like any different no no skin off their their nose for for spring training not happening or being shortened other than that you know they'd be more likely to get injured or potentially not be ready for the season whatever but uh financially at least it's all you know much more uh incentivized for owners to get shit together before um you know those first spring training games at least um so you know potentially but that doesn't mean they're gonna resolve this by february it might mean that they're like you said, coming down to the wire sometime in February, right before, you know, maybe pitchers and catches reporting deadline passes. And that's what actually gets people 
kicked into gear. Who knows? Um, but my, uh, I don't know who's going to come out on top on this, but uh, wh- when we finally get a labor reporter, we will um, make sure they come on and give us their their opinion. So you wanted to talk about what potential rule changes here. Yeah, because I, I do, because I'm interested in the players and the management arguing over the money in the sense that I care about labor disputes and I'm on the side of the workers, albeit mm-hmm. millionaire workers in this instance. But as a baseball fan... I think the much more meaningful thing is, is there going to be a pitch clock? Are they going to limit the number of pitches on a roster? Um, you know, all of these kind of rule changes, uh, second runner on, the runner on second base in extra innings, that's what's going to actually affect the game. And that's where a lot of this stuff gets worked out in the CBA, right? Because those are the really meaningful rule changes. They can change them in between CBAs, obviously, but that's where the kind of baseball action is. You, you you left out the most wacky rule change, which is the introduction of the designated hitter into the National League. <laughs> that 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 seems like the most likely rule change that could happen, right? And I, when I mean wacky, <laughs> uh, Matthew, you, you seem you seem you seem. Upset. I'm just trying to keep. I'm just trying to keep my shit together. <laughs> I can hear my daughter crying in the next room as well. She's obviously upset by your comment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we do a quick word from our sponsor before we wrap this up and talk to Father Christmas? Let's do it. This episode of Battery Mates is brought to you by Crypto.com, the world's fastest growing crypto app and the place Matthew and I like to do our crypto. Matthew, what time of day do you like to crypto? Whenever I've just shagged my balls. Well, that's that's funny. Um, I usually crypto just after my second cup of coffee. Crypto.com is proud to be the official crypto app partner of Battery Mates. Sign up now to get a special 10% off all cryptos when using the offer code BALLSHAGGER at registration. Crypto.com. It's your dystopian hell. We're just profiting off of it. I think, you know, I love I love the way this is, I love the way our economy is diversifying. You know, I just like new and, and like and I spelled that and you, by the way, uh, if you were keep dragging <laughs> up. I just want I want everything to be modern. And I, you know, I don't even know. Do you what is your favorite uh, crypto technology uh, or <laughs> currency? When it, whenever I think of cryptocurrencies, I think of that that quote from the uh robber in the the wild west he was asked why do you rob banks he said that's because that's where the money is (laughs) i just feel like every time i hear a new crypto is being launched that that quote rings through my ears (laughs) so uh, for this final segment of uh our very special christmas episode of battery mates um (laughs) we want to bring on father christmas uh who uh, is dealing with a little bit of a sore throat, so he's not going to have a lot to say. Um, but uh, I mean, uh, Father Christmas, I don't want to speak for you, but uh, <laughs> would you like to say a few words to Battery Mates Nation? <laughs> he's shaking his head no. Well, so uh, I'm going to sit on your lap here, Father Christmas, and you're going to. I'm going to tell you what I want for you to bring the Cleveland Guardians this this off season, and then Matthew's going to do the same. Is that? That sound good? Uh, that sounds great. That sounds great. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I think the first thing I, I 
first of all, your lap is very warm. Um, too warm. <laughs> a little, a little too warm. Uh, but, but, but thank you for, for having us. Um, and thank you for taking our requests, our wishes, our wishes. Um, I wrote it in a letter, but, uh, you know, these days with post office, you never know. Um, so the first thing I want, and I would have said this before the news this week, but I would have wanted new minority ownership of the Cleveland Guardians because we famously had a, uh, an infusion of, of minority ownership cash uh, in 2016, and that led to them spending the, the highest payrolls they've had in their team history. And then we famously lost that minority owner, minority owner to who's now the, 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 the main owner of the, the Kansas City Royals. And so enter uh, a man named David Blitzer. It's not a, someone I'd ever heard of before, but he apparently is a part owner of the 76ers, the New Jersey, New Jersey Devils. Is that a team or a hockey team? Apparently he owns several European part owner in several. He has stakes in several European soccer teams. I don't know any of them. Didn't look. Um, but he is in talks with the Dolans, uh, who own the Cleveland Baseball Club, uh, the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, I'm going to have to now. It took me a while to start saying Cleveland Baseball Club. Now it's going to be it's going to be hard to say the Gu- it's going to be hard to say the Guardians. Anyway, do I say guards? Go guards? What do I say? I don't know. Well, I you know the G's, the G's, the G people. Some people say the G men, which is, uh, <laughs> no. is a lot. Um, yeah. So David Blitzer is a billionaire and is buying a large, potentially up to 35% stake in the team. Uh, is in talks to, I should say. It's not final yet. But uh, the hope is that that would lead to an infusion of cash, maybe an extension of Jose Ramirez Santa. I would like that. I would like that. Um, but I, my big request is I want uh, two bats. I don't need to be, don't need to be all-stars, but two legitimate Major League bat- batters um, to join the Cleveland Guardians this offseason um i think we're we're 80 and 82 this year with a 45 million dollar payroll i think we can do better um with just a little bit of an infusion of cash oh and the last thing is uh more merchandise because famously cleveland guardians launched their uh new merchandise uh in november and there just isn't a lot yet um and it took a month for my hats to get here and I, I just, I want, I think there's no fitted hats right now. There's no jerseys. They don't have like, you don't have field jerseys yet. And I, I just like, you know, I, I they got to figure that, figure that out. They got to fix that before, before long, because, uh, I mean, that's. Did, did they, did they not know they were going to be changing their name? I don't, you know, I don't know. It might have something to do with, um, the supply chain. I'm sure people are blaming it on the supply chain. Um, if, if that's not even, the, uh, if that's actually the reason. But uh, it's probably, you know, let's be honest. It's probably Joe Biden's fault. Uh, let's be honest. That's where I, where I land. Um, Joe Brandon. Joe Brandon. Like. <laughs> so, so wait, I, I, um, I've taken up a lot of your time, Father Christmas. So, uh, <laughs> but I have, I have been a, a nice boy this year. Uh, okay, Matthew, um, you're up. I don't want to sit on Father Christmas's lap, given that you've just been there. And I heard that little thought just now. So I'm not sitting on Father Christmas's lap. Um, did you know that in England, um, parents with their young children call a fart a trump? <laughs> no, you know no. Is that true? Fact. No, it's absolutely dead true. That's absolutely true. How long has that been true? Has that been true since you were a kid? That was that was true when I was a kid, and I think I don't think it was new when I was a kid. It was absolutely standard. If you if you broke wind, you would say I've just trumped. 
No way. That's not. There's Absol- no way. That's real. Really? That is absolutely true. I challenge you and any skeptical listeners to oh. Google that. Do British people call farts trumps? <laughs> it is a trump. I have just ripped a giant trump. Uh, absolutely standard, standard language. I, proudly, you know, you have just rewarded. You've rewarded every single listener who's made it far, this far into the episode. So thanks uh, to Justin for that. Um, <laughs> you've really. Oh man, oh, what a payoff! So that was the fart chat. I am looking for um, uh, three things from this off season. Number one, I'm looking for a new shortstop. We traded Trey Turner to the uh, West Coast Yankees. Um, he, he obviously is not coming back. I'm okay with that. He was a he was a good ball player, but I don't think he ever really hit the heights that he was expected to hit, and he seemed like kind of a douche himself so i'm okay with him leaving but it does leave a big gap um carlos correa is on the market uh that would be v nice or as the <laughs> french french would say that would be Trey bon uh, <laughs> to, to uh, continue the to uh. continue the theme um i don't know if our ownership having uh won a world series so recently are willing to spend any money on a competitive uh product on the field especially with the mets and the braves uh, spending so big but carlos guerrero shortstop or another uh really good shortstop uh would be super awesome we also need to bolster the um uh, uh the, the the starting rotation we've lost max scherzer uh, not just lost him to the Dodgers in the middle of last season, but now lost him to the New York Mets. So he will be pitching in National Stadium next season, just not for the Nationals, which is going to – that is double bad. Yeah, We don't have him, and he's going to be pitching against us for a fairly unpleasant organization. So that's double bad, and we need to bolster the rotation um, as a result of that. Uh, we lost John Lester as well, but that that's probably uh, a net plus because we picked up Josiah Gray, uh, who is right. the was the Dodgers' top prospect, was pitching really well last season and presumably will be better next. But we do need someone at the top. Max Scherzer's um, Max Scherzer can't get his name out of my mouth. Steven Strasburg's uh, injury problems um, uh, are, are going on and uh, we kind of need to think about some of the, the rotation the third thing i want is someone who can steal bases it was one thing that trey turner did consistently that was fantastic the nationals picked up d gordon to a minor league deal <laughs> uh d gordon is superb at stealing bases and maybe we picked him up purely and solely to be a pinch runner uh, I'd be quite happy to bring him in in the second or third inning just to see him swipe all three, all four bases, but um, maybe not all four. But we, I would really like for us to pick up somebody um, who could uh, do some small ball because that's the kind of baseball I like. And I think we've lost a bunch of that um, uh, over the last 18 months or so. So those are my three presents that I would like. I don't expect to get them on Christmas Day because there's a lockout. <laughs> but that's what I'd like before the season starts. And I think we all can agree we'd like an end to the lockout. That would be nice. If that would be that would be a really nice thing to happen on you know, I would take it on Boxing Day. I would take it on Boxing Day. You know, I know they're not working on Christmas. They're probably not working on the Sunday after Christmas either. But let's say the twenty seventh. It's a Monday. That's a business day. And I know that most employers uh close that, that week in, that week between uh Christmas and New Year's, but Ah, you know what? Let's get the, let's get the lockout over. Uh, it's, it's it's not going to happen. Anyway, wishful if, thinking. If, 
if Walmart is open, then the MLB can be working. That's right. That's right. Get to get to the negotiating table. Let's work this out. Or another way of looking at that, the MLB is not working. Therefore, Walmart staff should get the week off too. <laughs> I think that's fair. That's I think that's fair. I, and so, as speaking of not working, um, what do you think? So, I think you know. Usually, we aim for about an episode a month uh, in the off season. It's been a little bit more hectic, I think, than that. I think our goal should be maybe another episode uh, or two before spring training. And as with the knowledge that spring training may be months away. Um, uh, and depending on the lockout news, we'll see what, uh, what all that looks like. But next season plans are, are could be a lot of fun. You know, pestilence depending, you know, it, depending on how that goes. Pestilence depending. I've got two road trips for us for Battery Mates Live episodes lined up. Uh, one that would see us driving from uh, uh, Ohio to Baltimore to Washington, D.C. to see the India, uh, the Guardians and the Nationals play. Good catch there. Uh, and another, <laughs> another, another road trip that would see us driving from Chicago to uh, Cleveland to Pittsburgh Ooh. to see the Guardians and the Nationals uh, play. And that latter trip would also allow us to see a minor league game. And I didn't write this down, so I can't remember who we would be able to see, but there's a minor league um, team on that road trip. So I don't think we'll be able to do both, but plague plague allowing at least one of those two so battery mates live is lined up but like you say we're gonna do uh two or maybe three episodes before spring training which means at least two episodes during the whole of 2022 um so i'm looking forward to getting back on it and i believe you're supposed to send your prayers to good king wenceslas um to make sure that we 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 have the ability to do that so battery mates nation if you wouldn't mind saying your prayers to you know, good old King Wenceslas. Um, that's, 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 that was what I was told. Um, and Anto- Antonio's shaking his head. Yes, that's right. Yeah. You, you, you I mean, the, you can, but the, the, the real, the real focus there is to do that on the feast of Stephen. It has to be the feast of Stephen, which, mm. which is today. No. When is that? The feast of Stephen is, that's gotta be in December, right? Uh, it's it's actually Boxing Day, the the twenty sixth. Hey! So say your prayers on the feast of Stephen to Good King Wenceslas, and uh, and maybe we'll get to have some battery mates live this year, which will be fun for everybody, not just Matthew and me. But it would be fun for Matthew and me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know what you, what tradition is like in um, England land, um, but I here around here we leave uh, cookies and milk for. First, we call him Santa Claus. Um, you know, at, at, you know, and, and I know that my kids are at least Ruby is super excited to leave out cookies and milk. Um, she remembers it from last year, and so she's super excited, and she knows that, um, that Santa eats it. Um, and it's, I don't know why that's the thing she's she's locked on to. But in England, um, what are your what are the plans around like the morning of Christmas? What's the we, we what do, do you do? We do two things overnight. I cannot believe that you you leave out cookies and milk yeah, for Father disgusting. Christmas. Yeah. We leave out a, a, a carrot for Rudolph and an absolutely gigantic glass of brandy. And I'm talking <laughs> like a half pint or so for Father Christmas to drink after all pre- other preparations have been done. Um, 
sort of reward for once he's been in left left his uh, presence. The other thing I I do I stay I actually stay up late uh, and wait for Father Christmas to arrive, and as soon as he gets here, I offer to shag his balls. <laughs> okay, that'll do. Shag those balls. It ain't getting better than me. It it is not going to be better than me. This is all you're getting. So you might as well just go back to sleep.